You are listening to the one of us.net podcast network. One of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads, but on a case by case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at one of at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at two, five, ten, or twenty-five dollars and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. There's a world where I can go and tell my secrets to in my room. In this world, I lock out all my worries and my fears in my room. Do my dreaming and my scheming, lie awake and pray, do my crying and my sighing. Now it's dark and I'm alone, but I won't be afraid in my room. (laughs) Oh, hello there. I was just reading the lyrics to a popular Beach Boy song titled In My Room. Why was I doing that? Well, because we're going to be talking about a kind of room. Oh, hey, Mark. <laughs> Hi, doggy. What? I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> not that room. Not that room. <laughs> so, the movie we'll be talking about. Amazing performance. But the Thank movie you. we'll be talking about is called Corner Office, starring John Hamm. Now, when this film began, I thought, why is that beautiful John Hamm voice narrating for this schlubby-looking guy with a mustache? But what? <laughs> that schlubby-glassed, tied, and dorky-looking dude with the mustache is John Hamm. <gasps> Gasp. And then as the film kind of like gets closer to his face and his broad shoulders and that amazing chin, I thought, oh, he he's pretty handsome, actually, even as an everyday schlub. <laughs> but John Hamm plays Orson, a man who goes to an office. Authority is what his office building is called or his business. And he files cases. But there's something on his floor that apparently only he can see. And it's this room in the hallway next to the elevator on the fourth floor, I believe Mm -hmm. that he likes to go into every once in a while and just relax. in. it's a beautiful room. His coworkers are concerned though, because this room to them doesn't exist at all. That's the film. There you go. (laughs) He talks to a psychiatrist about it. He narrates his life. Well, the narration is actually him speaking to his psychiatrist, it would seem. Mm -hmm. And we kind of get into this character's head. And I believe it's a character study on just how awful being trapped in an office can feel. Mm -hmm. But we're, we're, you know, we're going to get into that interpretation. And if there are any other interpretations by discussing this film with me. Someone who would never steal someone's stapler and then fire them. TC is with us. I get burned the building down. <laughs> and someone who can definitely pick Steven Root out of a lineup. Elliot is with us. Hello. 
And someone who doesn't get to have a fun office space reference because I ran out. Chad is with us. <laughs> Wait, that she Chad? fucked Bill Lumberg. <laughs> oh, that's better. <laughs> I mistook Chad Halverson here for a different Chad Halverson. So maybe Chad, maybe you should change your name. No, why do I got to change my name? He's the one that sucks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now. I'm not sure if this is a comedy or why we have to put things in a box. I did chuckle a couple of times, but the film's mood almost seemed, Hey, don't laugh at this, Brad. What is wrong with you? <laughs> How did you guys take this comedy or drama or just an experimental character study on office living? This feels like, um, this most feels like the show Severance. Mm -hmm. If anyone has seen that, yep. um, I mean, there's a lot in here that's, you know, it, its themes have been explored in Severance and other pieces of media in the last 10 years that sort of like, I mean, even just the concept of like the back rooms, if you've heard of that internet um, creepypasta is, is in many ways kind of feeding into this. Mm -hmm. um, but this has none of the substance of any of that, really. This is just about an hour and a half of... John Hamm, who is only here because he uh, was Don Draper for a decade. <laughs> it is, that is the literally the only reason that he was cast in this. Uh, he does it well, but this is just, this is such a nothing burger. It was just really almost nothing here. I watched about 30 seconds of the trailer and was hooked because it's John Hamm. I'm a big fan of his. And the tone of it, Severance is a good reference point. They're selling this as some sort of dark, twisted exploration that... The the trailer, for what little I watched, it gave enough away to go, okay, this is going to be weird and cool and dark. What is this going to be? And the movie does promise itself to be that for a good long time. Whether or not it fulfills its promise, I guess we could decide here. But if I, if I had to sell this to someone, it's American Psycho meets Office Space. That's That would be the, the mashup of vibes that this movie presents itself with. I, I totally thought it was a, like a dark comedy, but it wasn't, <laughs> I feel bad. Like uh, it, it was very flat and I think they could have gone harder with it and really like leaned into, you know, corporate America and how it sucks and it's soul crushing. And I don't know. I feel like the and and by the way, like when they when the reveal happens at the end, like I I, I knew that was coming. Like <laughs> just what what everybody described what was happening. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what they said. So I felt like when that was finally revealed, it held no weight. Well, do you guys know what a shaggy dog story is? Have you ever heard that term? It's a, yeah. So for those who might not know, a shaggy dog story is it's like a bar joke. It's a hanging out with friends joke. And it's a long joke. You can make it go as long as you want. And the more details you put in, the more eloquently you tell this twisted tale of whatever have you. And it always comes down to the final punchline. And it's a... The best person who's ever done this is Norm MacDonald. And he crushes it with the moth joke on Conan O'Brien. YouTube it. It's great. But for the most part, Shaggy Dog Story... Shaggy dogs story, shaggy dog stories when they end will leave the audience going, "Oh come on, that's we sat through all of this for that." 
God damn it, what a waste of time. God, you <laughs> son of a bitch. And either that's going to amuse you, that you get you slapped with the punchline like that, or you're going to be annoyed that you just spent, let's say, 89 minutes getting there. <laughs> no, I think that's a pretty apt description. I love Idiocracy, Office Space. Uh, I guess these are all connected to Luke Evans. Uh, Fired on Mars is on Crave in Canada. Seek that out if you can. It's a <laughs> short animated series about how shitty corporations are. A guy goes to Mars and then he's fired and he's like, I, I can't get back home. And they're like, well, I mean, is that really our problem? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I don't think this is bad, but I think mm-hmm. that it's this is more of a, a study on a person who seems upset but not in a particular way that anyone would know i don't think this says anything about how awful corporations are or how they treat their employees this man orson wants to climb the corporate ladder and pretty much works hard to do so so why is he upset at work is that for our interpretation? Did I miss any clues that would say? What does the authority even do? There's just so many, like you said, Elliot, it's just kind of nothing. Severance goes hard on, isn't this effed up? About yeah. <laughs> a lot of business practices. This, I don't think, oh, there's not a divider between cubicles. That seems unfair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you get health care? But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are movies we've already referenced Severance, but uh, Office Space, uh, the Bunker Game, which Chad and I watched last year, which is not exactly Office, but it's this look how messed up people can get in contained spaces when they don't understand the rules, even though they're following the rules. Vivarium is a sleeper hit from about two, three years ago with Jesse Eisenberg that has a similar claustrophobic vibe to it. But all these movies that we're comparing this to say something, even if it isn't quite clear exactly, it's saying something. And this narratively, it reached a point where I thought, okay, how this ends is going to determine whether or not it wins me over or loses me. And sometimes a movie is about the journey. It's not the destination. Sometimes you have mystery box writing that once opened, the contents of said box will never be as good as promised or what you imagined. And a movie like this dies by its culmination, and I'm disappointed to say this movie didn't stick the landing. It sucks because there is good stuff here, but it ultimately doesn't go anywhere. And maybe I'm dumb and someone needs to explain it to me. (laughs) Elliot, what do you think? Did this go anywhere at all? I mean, you called it a nothing burger, but does anything about this go anywhere for you? Not really. Um, you know, I watched, I literally watched it this morning and I was spending the day kind of thinking about it and there's just, yeah, I mean, there's, there's just not a lot happening. This, this feels like someone borrowed a lot of the aesthetics from the back rooms, from Severance, from, you know, I don't know, like David Lynch, (laughs) um, but, but never actually put any, anything underneath it. Um, I think. The fact that John Hamm, really, really, the fact that John Hamm is here, makes this movie at least tolerable. Um, I think if you had just cast, you know, somebody out of central casting, this movie would have been really quite a slog to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah I, i'm struggling to really sort of pull anything out of this it was like someone again it's it's i'm a writer and i've had you know you have these fun little ideas Ooh, there's a door that only one guy can see and it's um you you, you need more and there's just there was never anything more here um elliot are you are you on drugs <laughs> <laughs> almost always good good man good to hear i uh <laughs> apropos of <yeah>. nothing <laughs> I, I, I everybody has said it like it's it's i i do agree that ham basically gives this film any notoriety i mean and, and it's a decent cast too i don't know i i and I don't know. It seemed like uh, uh, Danny is a Danny Pudi. Yeah, Danny Pudi. Yeah, as a Rakesh. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I felt like he was like pulled back a bit, and I know it, every everything was supposed to be sedated mm-hmm. and you know clean and corporate. But I don't know. Having a personality like him felt like he was wasted. John Hamm just felt like he was. Uh yeah, back in uh, Mad Men, just with a mustache. <laughs> so mustache men, mustache men. Um, but like uh, the character Carol, I thought was cool, and then like her uh, mixing it up with uh, Shannon, the office, like you know, happy. <laughs> hey, uh, so like having all those like little pieces being thrown in the beginning set me up for something at the end where I thought like some of that might actually get to play in, but it it felt like we ran to the ending and just tripped our face into it. Yeah. I believe uh, Shannon's played by Kimberly Shoniker. There's a little saying about her early on, like she laughs at all the jokes, even the ones that aren't funny and she doesn't Mm -hmm. know why. And I thought, yes, yes, because social interaction is so awkward and difficult in an office space. Let's go, movie. But that was it. That that was the only... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not that I think a movie has to play out how I want it to, but I am so glad that you three don't think this has anything to say because I, I got nothing <laughs> on it either. Well, it's frustrating because there is so much here that could have been interesting. If he went... Uh, I, how to get to the discussion of the climax without spoiling the climax because people might genuinely want to seek this out and i i will recommend it to a certain type of person the ending could have gone one way that would have won me over if it had decided to go if it decided to crank everything it was doing to 11 and get nuts i would have been like yes it would have been this slow burn to a stick of dynamite going off and i've been like yes thank you very much it it kind of didn't do anything with itself I know there are people out there who liked Bo is Afraid. I know a couple of people who it's their favorite movie of the year. I'm going to liken this to Bo is Afraid, where by the time it gets to the end, I was just sort of like, why did I waste my time? This this meant and did nothing. I, I, just real quick, I freaked out because if you if we watch the screener mm-hmm. the time code on the bottom yeah, me started too. at zero one <laughs> yes. and i looked at the end i'm like this is a two hour and 41 minute movie yeah i had the same and I, oh my god i i freaked out because like i said i set like two hours aside like i had other shit to do yeah. today <laughs> and then i'm like i gotta sit here for three hours yeah. like i'm not gonna have time thank god anyways yeah before we take up too much time let's get into 
our final thoughts. Elliot, would you please start? I, I really don't have a lot to say about this movie. I, I feel like this is one of those reviews where we're kind of reaching to say things. I know I am. Um, this is boring. It's so throwaway. If you absolutely are a John Hamm completionist, sure, you know, throw this on or whatever. Um, but there is, you're just going to be bored. I mean, there was, there's just, there's nothing to latch onto here. It's, it's so cold and boring and underwritten. Uh, I'm going to give this two and a half out of 10 episodes of Severance. I'd rather be watching. (laughs) Oh, very nice. Sorry. I mean, I love Severance. That was one of my favorite shows last year. Chad. This is one of those scripts where I don't know if if you're if you're not like reviewing it like us or you, you know you're just going into the movie to watch the movie, you know you could see this script and be like oh there's a lot of fancy words and like dialogue going on here this must be a good movie right wrong <laughs> wrong <laughs> I mean it's it's not terrible we've definitely watched worse on this channel mm. but I, again having uh, the ham. In the corner office, I guess, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, this definitely felt like something that should have been released, I don't know, later in the year, too. I feel like it's definitely going to get drowned out. And this is, is this uh, streaming only? Yeah. Yeah, nobody's going to watch this, Um, which sucks, but it doesn't because this movie sucks. I'm going to give it five out of ten parking lot full of black mazdas (laughs) and tc john ham is one of my favorite actors i signed up for this movie because he was in it he is able to do drama action comedy thrillers the guy can do everything and he continually impresses me with what he chooses to do because he'll pop up in drive he'll pop up in baby driver he'll do 30 rock he did an incredible job on mad men that's his the definitive career starter for a guy but <laughs> that's not enough to make a movie worth watching uh, like, uh, he's good in this he's creepy and charismatic but uh, as this whole movie unfolds i just got disappointed and more annoyed i'm gonna recommend this to people for an academic viewing rather than a movie that you kick back and enjoy this is got a lot of work in it that indie filmmakers could take note of writers structuring, uh, character study, mystery stuff like that. There's some notes to be taken in here of what to do and what definitely what not to do. And actors can take a hold of this too, because while Danny Pudi was held back, the rest of this cast doesn't have a lot to do. John Hamm dominates this entire movie with dialogue and VO. What little the five other actors are given, six other actors, we have our uh, woman who works the, the front desk, they do a lot with a little. And and so, like, from an acting perspective, I think you could watch clips of this, scenes from this, and take note of making a meal out of scraps. But that does not mean this is a good movie. I, I can't recommend this. This is going to feel like an English lit assignment that only the professor is going to be able to explain the meaning behind. And you're going to go, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I thought that too. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this... Three out of ten, uh, with Stapler's, um, I'm going to burn the building down. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, my all-time 
favorite film about a guy with a mustache who goes into work and kind of doesn't seem like he belongs there is Matt Damon's performance in The Informant. Oh, this mm. kind of starts out similar, so I was very excited. Uh, guy going to his business and being excited about his you know, line of work and narrating it. Did you know that trash bags are green because of corn? Like, I love that movie. It's so <laughs> I think I'm the only one, but I love it. Anyways, with this movie, I kind of stopped waiting for something to happen about 45 minutes in. And I didn't feel disappointed by the ending because I... It's like, okay, nothing's going to happen and nothing's going to mean anything. So I feel like because of my clairvoyance, I'm maybe a little less harsh on it. (laughs) (laughs) He seems to be an actor that chooses his parts so carefully. And most all of his performance have that impact of, eh, see, cult leaders are wacky. (laughs) Jimmy Schmidt. Not from this. No spoilers to this. But at the end of this one, I just felt like, okay, I guess. So I'm going to give this one four out of ten. Nice little snow blizzards outside your your office window in the parking lot. I thought that was filmed beautifully. Yeah. yeah. I used to have to drive to work and in the snow, and it looked like that. So nostalgia points. Yeah, when you got to your job, did it have a an office with rich mahogany and shelves full of leather bound books? <laughs> it didn't. No, it didn't. In fact, no. if I saw someone like taking a break from his cubicle and doing whatever, literally whatever, guys, I'd be like, and someone said, "I don't like that that person takes their break that way." I'd be like, "Well, that sounds like a you problem." And I get there'd be no movie, but <laughs> I don't know. Were y'all waiting for something weird to happen? Like you mentioned, seven. Yes. nothing weird yeah. happens. Yeah, definitely. Nothing weird happens. Nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> not, not to spoil the ending. He doesn't even go postal either. Like it's just <laughs> nothing. No, actually, actually, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what happens. 